0: If you're successful, remember that someone else gave you that idea that started you in the right direction. You're indebted until you help others just as you were helped. This is Walking Your Talk, a personal development podcast about leadership, authenticity and courage. I'm Carolyn Taylor, and I've spent my life working with leaders in organizations on how to change their culture. But this is much more personal. If you want to be known as someone who walks your talk at work and beyond, then this podcast is for you. So that's a quote by Melinda Gates. And I love it because it really gets to that concept of reciprocity, which I think is at the heart of mastering one team. This episode is about generosity and what it actually requires on a day-to-day basis for you to start giving as much as you're receiving. The first thing to think about is that the majority of what you do will actually be coming from your own initiative. Because remember by definition, one team thinking and one team actions are outside of the immediate day-to-day urgent stuff that your boss is likely to be focused on, unless you have someone particularly exceptional. And so approaching and going into one team requires you to just essentially choose to do it. There is no shortcut to that piece. You definitely share an ideal or purpose or goal or brand name with colleagues or people somewhere even though that may be vague. And what I find is that people who are really good at one team are very self-motivated in that direction. They get the helicopter view that I was talking about in the previous episode, which is the ability to rise up and therefore to see yourself as a part of a much broader community. And they have their desire to compete with their peers or to best them or to have some kind of one-upmanship going on pretty much under control. And then they make decisions to access and to work across boundaries. And then there is a common factor that I do observe, and that is generosity. I wish we heard this word more often in the workplace because it's so possible to achieve, and yet I rarely hear it expressed as a value. I'm trying to think about the last time I actually worked with a company who had generosity as one of their values. It starts, of course, of going into any situation, approaching any person, Withholding that question, what can I offer? What do I have to give here? And then if you don't know, actually spending time to find that out. Imagine going to your IT department, asking them how you could help them. Most people spend their time complaining about what IT isn't giving us. Imagine offering up a part of your budget that was allocated to you, to someone else who would have the opportunity to make a better use of it. Imagine talking to your head office when you're contemplating commissioning some project to find out whether someone else in the organization is already doing something similar so you can adopt that rather than reinventing the wheel. Reinventing the wheel and not invented here are really non-existent in a one-team environment. So why would you do that? Because of the generosity of spirit and because of that helicopter view you have where you can actually see that that approach actually is better for the good of the whole and because you do start from the assumption that other people are trying their best and will do better with your help and because your helicopter view allows you to see what many other people can't which is the whole system and how interconnected everything is and that when you reach across the divide and make a difference by supporting someone else who isn't in your immediate network or some other group, and different outcomes do start happening, not only for them, but also for you. So when your success is as important to me as mine is, then you will trust me. And once you trust me, all sorts of things start to happen between us. It's actually the genesis, I realize, of a new technology economy. It's based on generosity. You create a service that somebody else wants and you give it away. And later, you work out how you can benefit from that, how you can monetize it and make money from it. I remember working in Google quite a long time back now, sort of about maybe two thousand and seven, eight or something. Sheryl Sandberg was still there and she had been brought in to monetize Google. That was the job because they've created this whole thing. They've got it all up and running. They've got all of us loving search. And then they go, okay, how do we make money out of that? And if you do it well, what you find is that most people will support you to actually do that because the reciprocity is in place because that to and fro of generosity then gets kicked off, but it gets kicked off by you starting it. Those who best use social media, I think, do the same thing. They support other people and encourage the work of others. And rather than seeing others as a threat, you start to see them as people who are working towards this common cause of some sort. I notice actually that some people are much more successful at influencing others in an organization. And almost always those people have that spirit of generosity. So the opportunities of one team, I think, are always there. The question is, are you a part of that network or not? Because there is a law of karma that exists here that ultimately comes back to you in some way, what you give out. I think that's what Melinda Gates really was getting at in the quote at the beginning of this. It's been a big lesson for me personally, actually. For example, I used to think of other people who were culture experts as a competitive threat. And I felt I had to prove that I was the best, that I was better than them. But when something shifted in me on this, I actually realized we had so much to learn from each other. And the end result is that the whole market for culture services is growing. And with that, I grew. And I think I became more successful. They did too. And I got to hang out with some really awesome people. Now, sometimes we still compete, But something's changed inside me in terms of that reciprocity, in terms of wanting to learn from each other, and in terms of seeing us to being part of this bigger idea, which is that culture and personal development actually can make a difference in business. And there are so many other people around the world who I know share that belief. So increasingly now, I'm wanting to hang out with those people and learn from each other. So generosity is where it starts, together with redefining perhaps which teams you are a member of. And the exercise for this week is actually quite simple. Work out who you can reach out to, members of those broader communities or teams, whose aspirations you do share. Work out who you can reach out to, like right now, this week, who are part of one of those broader communities, some other division across a silo in your organization, or some part of a professional group, or part of some global movement that you believe in, or an extended family group. So actually get a few names and contact them, and focus on generosity. Focus particularly on those who you might traditionally have either judged negatively or seen as a threat to your own success. Approach them. Think about what they might need. Ask them what they might need to be successful. Offer help. Connect. Form networks and see what happens. Simple, but impactful exercise for you this week. So next week, which is the final in the series on one team, I'm gonna cover the idea of alignment and what it actually takes to align to a larger group and how it's different from agreement. So thank you for joining me this week. Enjoy the exercises on generosity and I'll see you in the next episode.